A lot can take place over five years. And I don't just mean a bumpy Brexit, a global pandemic, the death of the world's longest reigning monarch, wars in Europe, wars in the Middle East. A lot can take place. There's the big life events for you too, weddings, losses, and all the news, new jobs, new homes, new schools, new courses, new babies, all the olds, the thing that stays the same. A lot has taken place in the fabric of our personal lives and the life of our church. Well, as you consider the next five years, it's as if the book of Proverbs sits us down to hear some powerful instructions for life. Life not just spent, but life lived out the way Almighty God intended it to be. God's Word and the book of Proverbs here over and over again gets us to stop and evaluate our lives and points us back and back again towards Almighty God, the Lord. My son. Did you hear that at the start of chapter 2? My son. Here's how to live in a way that will lead you to ultimate security. My son. Now today at the start of a new year and the start of the next five, God's Word is sitting each one of us down for a serious chat. My son. As we are in the Proverbs, you could probably sum up the message of this chapter a little bit proverbially, a little bit like this, perhaps. Start a search, find a fear, live the rescue. That's the message here. Start a search, find a fear, live the rescue. Start a search, verses 1 to 4 here. Now, I'm not sure how much Hebrew poetry you've been reading over the years. This is a a big part of our Bibles. And the amazing thing, one of the amazing things about Hebrew, Hebrew poetry is just the way in which it gets the ideas over to us. It's so different from a letter in the New Testament or one of the Gospels or one of the history books. Now, you'll have noticed this, that very often there are two lines and the second line, sometimes in a verse, mirrors or builds on and develops the first line. You'll have noticed this. Look at, just look at verse 1 here. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, did you see the idea in the first line? It's about receiving words. Now look at the next line, receiving words, and treasure up my commandments with you. Did you notice what's happened between those two lines? There's an intensification of the same idea. Receiving is now the need to treasure up. My words become commandments. So very powerfully, you see, the biblical writer is using Hebrew poetry and its techniques to say something, that wisdom begins with somebody receiving the words of God, and that might have been you too. Maybe you received the words of God. You've heard it. You've heard someone like me speak from the Bible. You've read the Bible in your own time. And then you'll say, okay, I'll take those. I'll listen. Here the writer says, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments. You see the change that takes place in the life of those who start off by listening and receiving? A search has begun. Receiving words is now treasuring up commandments. A search 
Treasuring up means to search and value them and then live by them. A dawning realization. These are commandments not just to receive and take as they are, but to ponder and then respond and live by and follow them. Commandments. This intensification is remarkable within one verse. But look at the next verse too. Look at verse 2. Making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. We should stop for a moment and, and think what's the intensification in these two lines. But I'll tell you, the writer you see is inviting people like us to a diligent search for wisdom. And in verse 2, you see, that search should move us from an ear, listening, attentive to wisdom, to a heart, a deep-felt inclination to understanding. Can you see how it ramps up even within one verse? An ear listening to wisdom, and then a heart inclined to understanding. The writer's saying, start a search. Get the search underway. And you know what? That search is strenuous. It's going to be hard work. It's not unguided, though. It's not all over the place, as Kidner points out. You see, this is a search that starts with God's words, His revelation. It's not all over the shop, wherever we find words. It's starting with God's words. And then in verse 3, we see the same intensification. It's, it's really quite remarkable how the, the writer's building things here. Have a look at verse 3 of Proverbs chapter 2. Verse 3, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding. You see, that is a search well and truly on. You call out for someone. You're trying to find them. And then you get louder and louder, like the searcher calling out and then getting a little bit more frantic and passionate, now calling out, raising your voice for understanding, loud pursuit of understanding. Then the picture's even clearer in verse 4. If you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, you see, start a search, the Bible's saying. A search for wisdom that's going to take effort, almost like you were mining for something precious like silver, and that takes hard work. Hidden treasures, though, are worth it and worth the effort it takes to find them. Start a search. So wherever you find yourself as you sit here today, start a search. Whether you're old or young, start a search. And that's what the Bible's saying as you begin the next five years. Begin it with a diligent search for wisdom from God. One that's focused on His words, His revelation, His commandments. And you'll have seen that there's something very, very precious beyond covered. Treasure to be found. You see, not for the first time the writer's saying, Stand on the brink, my son, of adulthood. Stand on the brink. Here's a mining that's more significant for your adult life and mining Bitcoin. That's the phrase they use, isn't it? To mine Bitcoin. To do a search for wealth. Getting a well-paid career. Setting yourself up. Even getting a house these days. No, no. Here's something else that's worth more. It's like silver. It's hard work. If you're young, this will be worth more to you than becoming the viral YouTuber. Start a search for wisdom. The Bible says.
Now, suddenly the goal of that treasure comes into view from verse 5. Start a search. Look at verse 5. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of His saints. Receiving, treasuring up, tentative ears, inclined hearts, calling out, raising your voice in a hard search, seeking, searching. Find a fear. That's where this is moving. A fear of the Lord, verse 5. So you see what we're learning. You see, the fear of the Lord is not just the beginning of wisdom. Look back at chapter 1, verse 7. It certainly is, though. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Chapter 1, verse 7. But it's not just the beginning of wisdom. Look in chapter 2. We can see that the fear of the Lord is the very goal we're searching towards as well. The fear of the Lord. Sometimes in popular books and movies, do you know how wisdom is depicted? It's a wise old owl. Think of some of the popular cartoons and programs you've seen. A wise old owl sitting in a tree. Wisdom. But that's not the wisdom the Bible's talking about and urging on us to find. It's not heading out and finding a wise old owl to tell us sage-like things. No, we're being urged to start a search and then find a fear of the Lord. And that's depicted here like a living relationship, a fear of the Lord that has an awe attached to it, a living relationship. And at the same time, it's the Lord who sustains everything, the covenant God, the Lord. And there's also remarkable provision as you find that fear of the Lord. Look who gives wisdom. It's really striking in verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. You see, He's the provider. From His mouth come knowledge and understanding. There's a sense of His giving from His store to His own people. Verse 7. And what a store. Have a look in it. There's provision for protection. A shield. One of you showed me a shield that you had made this morning. I loved it. Because that's exactly the picture the Bible uses for God. He's providing us with a shield. Provision of a caring, watchful supervision too. Have a look from verse 7. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Now if you've been on this path, trusting and following the Lord for years, earnestly seeking his wisdom, keep going. If you're a Christian, keep following the Lord this is the right wisdom. Look at the shield. Look at the watchful guardianship you have in the Lord. And if you haven't yet made this your life search, start a search this minute. Even by being here or listening in, you're starting that search. Start a search and find the fear, the fear of the Lord. I know lots of people People even over the last five years who have spoken and lived out that intensification in their search for the fear of the Lord over the years. Moving from sitting in church and listening, receiving God's words, and then finally and wonderfully understanding them. 
And then January comes around and they do the Christianity Explored. They commit to studying the Bible and reading it day by day by day. And then that hard-won search for the Lord becomes something living, lifelong, a relationship with Him. And that's something many of you in this room have, a living relationship with all the benefits, deep provision, protection, guardianship, security. So start a search and find that fear. Now then the writer wonderfully paints the picture of a life lived with a fear of the Lord. You see, the the writer urges you and me to live the rescue, verses 9 to 22. Live the rescue. Having started and, and sustained that search, you find a fear of the Lord and all its provision. Now live out the rescue. Have a look from verse 9. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity. Every good path for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. There's a really amazing picture. Did you see it in those lines? Wisdom will come into your heart. That's a brilliant picture, isn't it? Lives lived with a fear of the Lord get a new captain. Takes up residence in your heart. It's the picture of wisdom and knowledge. The Lord Himself moving right in and changing things for the better. Do you need a new captain? Well, that's what the Lord offers us as we pursue that fear of the Lord. He's going to move right in. Moving right in. Now, maybe that sounds a little bit uncomfortable to you. Someone else moving into my life? Well, picture it like this. I want you to imagine a really dirty, run-down bedsit of a sin addict. A really awful place. This person without hope, utterly lonely in this horrible, self-destructive path to misery and brokenness, sitting there in the dark and the cold, but there's a knock on the door. Who is it? There with a loving smile is that man's dad. And he moves right in, and he starts the work of rebuilding a life that's been so ruined and aimless. And before long, the curtains are pulled. There's light. There's hope. And as well as new furnishings, there's like a new appetite as this man knows real, caring love and guardianship, a new way of thinking, a new watching guard for his decision-making. You could call it a rescue. The Bible's calling every one of us to start a search find a fear of the Lord, and then live out that rescue as he moves into our hearts with that fear of the Lord. Look at verse 10. For wisdom will come into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Refreshing. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. You'll have new appetites, new inclinations, new ways of living. Rescue is what this is all really about as the writer then describes two rescues. Look at the two rescues that come next from this new life with the fear of the Lord. Firstly, life with the fear of the Lord, you see, is a life delivered. And that's the first word in verse 12 here, deliverance. Delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech. Deliverance from evil men. And then look down to verse 16. What else is the deliverance from? Forbidden women, evil women as well. So, 
You with the Lord moving into your life will have this deliverance, rescue from the evil around you, men and women. You see, the rescue, the wisdom of the Lord means that the ways of evil men are no longer your ways. Even though you might have gone there before, not anymore. The wisdom is changing your life. Are you forsaking paths of uprightness? No, no. Verse 13, not anymore. Are you walking the ways of darkness? Verse 13, oh no. I just don't want to live like that anymore. Can you feel your own heart pulling you away as the Lord gives you with His fear new appetites? Rejoicing doing evil, verse 14, no, not anymore. Crooked ways, devious ways, verse 15, no way. Verse 12, the fear of the Lord moved into your heart, delivering you, rescuing you from the way of evil. Wow. And it's the same then with the forbidden women, verses 16 to 19, with her smooth words, her infidelity, her death. No, verse 16. With the fear of the Lord, you've started a search. You've found the fear of the Lord. You will be rescued from all of this too. All that messy, awful stuff that leads you away. And, and that's really what's happening in verses 16 to 19. It leads you away, breaks your community, takes you away from loved ones, wrecks all your relationships. No, no, there's rescue, deliverance, as you follow the Lord and get Him to take up residence in your heart. That's what He gives us. Any wonder the writer finishes this serious chat with the lines of verses 21 and 22. Have a look at them. For the upright will inhabit the land, and those with integrity will remain in it. The land, security, inheritance, Verse 22, but the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. This idea of inheritance in the land had so much resonance in this covenant community of, of God's people as they heard these words for the first time. The land, the inheritance, God having promised that to His people. And as Christians, we know that the land, there's a better place that ultimately God's people will receive one day, a place to inhabit and remain in forever. Ultimate security. What a wonderful hope at the end of this. Start a search. Find a fear, the fear of the Lord. Live the rescue. Now, with our Bibles open, you know that that rescue defined the life and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Word who became flesh made His dwelling among us even that language of living and dwelling with us. You see, God reached out to those living in that lonely isolation as sin addicts, messed up, broken, and lost, and the Lord reached out to us in the Lord Jesus, in whom He summed up all His wisdom in Christ. Let's make that our search over the next five years. Is it your search? Not housing, even though that's hard, not wealth and career or a marriage partner, not Bitcoin or lifestyles. And then as those big events come onto the world stage, as they will over the next five, and they horrify us and shock us and sadden and stretch us, no, start a search. Find the fear of the Lord. Live the rescue of the Lord Jesus Christ here in this local church. 
Christ who gave His life for your redemption, your freedom. And then we hold that rescue, don't we, to the community around us too. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father God, thank You for that rescue that we've been thinking about. Help us to start a search or keep going on that search and not being satisfied in our own wisdom or learning or experience or darting to other places where it's supposedly found. No, help us hear Your Word and feel that intensity as it becomes Your commandments and we live by them. Father, take up residence in our lives that are so broken by sin and rebellion. And thank You that in Your mercy, You rescued us in the Lord Jesus Christ. Would we live the rescue that He brings? Would we get so fed up living our own ways that we throw ourselves at the foot of the cross and say, Lord, save me. Help me to lead a, live a life following You. Help me to sing Christ my hope and life and death and sing it because I know it as my personal testimony. Father, thanks for Your Word. And would we continue to be people of Your Word this day, this month, this year, and beyond. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.